This is the Life Church Podcast. For more messages, to watch our live stream, or to find other events, go to lifechurchnow.org. All right, I'm going to ask my brother Jamel Crawford to come up here. He's a, he's a pastor in Des Moines, Iowa, New, New Life, New Life Center. Is it New Life Center or New Life Church? New Life Center in Des Moines. He's also the director of the uh, executive director or the, or the founder. He's, a, he's all of that. In fact, I've, I've worked with Jamel for the last couple of years. On, we've been on the board of, of the Assemblies of God executive leadership in, 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 in Iowa. And uh, Jamel is just, he carries a lot of different hats. But he is an amazing brother who has an amazing call. And after this first service, I was, I was moved to tears like, God, okay, how can, how can we as Life Church be even more used to help reach people in Des Moines? So, brother, I love you. Thanks for coming. Share your vision with us. All right. God bless. And thank you. Can you give it up for Pastor Rich? Yes. Man, he's uh, just an amazing guy and has an amazing family, and uh, he's a, a great asset for um, the Iowa Ministry Network, and, uh, and so, so glad to be on a team with him, and uh, it's just been a joy over the past couple of years. And, uh, and let me apologize for those here today. Um, I'm overdressed. I didn't get the memo, and uh, those on the online watching, um, you know, I made up for it because uh, I forgot my dress socks, so I got some, uh, just so I, I feel like I'm, <laughs> yeah, I probably can't say it online, but, uh, um, but my wife is also watching online, so hi, Melissa, and uh, she couldn't be here today. Uh, family is planning to come, and uh, she woke up yesterday with uh, neck spasms, and, um, and so uh, she stayed home, and uh, so please keep her in your prayers, and, uh, but she's watching online, so hello, and uh, so it's a privilege um, and a delight to be here this morning, and uh, uh, thank you again, Pastor Rich, for the opportunity to come and to share uh, about the Des Moines Dream Center, and, uh, and I'm not only here to share about the Des Moines Dream Center, but I, I really feel also I'm here to, uh, to encourage and for some um, to challenge you for the God-given dream or the God-sized dream that God has given you. See, the Des Moines Dream Center was birthed out of a, just a God-sized dream that he gave me, and, uh, but I'm believing today, yes, you'll hear about what God is doing in Des Moines through the Des Moines Dream Center, but I'm also believing this morning that, man, whatever God-sized dream that God has given you, that maybe for some in this room today, um, that dream has laid dormant for many, many years, but I'm believing today when we're done that once again um, that dream is renewed and that you inspired, you excited about what God is, whatever dream that God has put in you uh, so that, so you can continue to do what he called you to do. And so I'm, so I'm excited about the opportunity just to share this morning. So with that said, uh, let's pray and uh, we'll get right in. Amen. So Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for the opportunity we get to hear your word. I just pray, Father, that you would just help me to communicate exactly what you want me to communicate. I thank you for this opportunity. I pray that as we open our hearts and our ears that we will hear and receive your word. We thank you and it's in your name. And everybody said, amen. amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. So it's good to be here with you guys. And uh, again, God-sized 
dreams. And, uh, and, I, and I also believe that that is being fulfilled right here at Life Church. It's amazing just to walk in to see uh, some of the things that are happening here at Life Church here in Coralville and um, a testament to your pastor and your team here and for you guys as well. And um, I'm just hearing some of the things that you are doing. Um, I believe that began with a, a, just a dream um, to reach our city. And out of that birth, a church like this. You know, and uh, I don't know about you, man, but it's time for the church to get onto the offense. And what I mean by that, and I'm a basketball coach, and, uh, and so you know what? Uh, a lot of times, man, we need to be it on the offense here. Uh, it's too long the church has sat back and watched and sat back, and, uh, and it's great that we get to come into worship. It's great to gather and connect with one another, but we only come to connect. We only come to be filled so we can go back out. Amen. And, uh, and I, I hope I hurt nobody's feelings, but, you know, but the truth is that God has a, God's, uh, God has a dream. And it's the, it's the dream to reach those that are lost. And it's no longer that we can sit back and, uh, and just come and, and be a part of church, but no, God is calling us to so much more, to be there on the fence and uh, to go out and, um, and do what he's calling us to do. You know what? Um, let me begin by telling a story about a boy who grew up in a city that was overcrowded. It was violence, drugs, and a sense of no hope. Matter of fact, when a boy was six years old, uh, his dad died when he was six years old. He didn't know his dad very well. The only time he knew his dad is when dad would come home uh, late at night. He would have a bottle of Thunderbird, and uh, he would drink, and, uh, and sometimes he'd be a little violent, and uh, depending on what night it was. And so he didn't know his dad very well, did not get along with him at all. So he didn't know his dad very well. And then when he was 12 years old, he's a, his dad uh, had a, a stepdad, if you would, and mom was dating a guy. And, uh, and he was kind of involved in his life a little bit, encouraging a little bit. But even at the age of 12, his, his stepdad also passed away. He watched his mom raise four boys uh, on her own. He watched his older brother um, miss his whole teenage life. He spent most of his life in jail. He would watch his older brother come home at late at night, and he would steal the TV and the VCR. He would use that money um, to not only from sell drugs, but he would use that money to because he began to use it and watch his older brother just be violent out in the streets and watch his brother being gangs and get cut in the face and all those things. And so this kid grew up with a sense of no hope. But during that time in this uh, overcrowded, in this violence, in a sense of no hope, there was a church that would come by uh, every single week with a bus, and they would pick up kids from the, um, from the projects, and they would take them to Sunday school. And at Sunday school, they would hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. They would hear, uh, you know, they would have songs and games. They would have a lot of fun. And, uh, and every week, you know, that kid would, you know, raise his hand to give his heart to Jesus because there was thousands of other kids that did the same thing. But it wasn't until the age of 12 when this um, kid, when he was at a youth rally, and it was clear, it was, it was one of those nights where the preacher began to preach, and the preacher preached, I have decided to follow Jesus. That was the, 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 the message, of, his message was to follow Jesus. And at the end of the message, and uh, they also played that song, I have decided to follow Jesus. For those old enough, they know that song. And when they began this, uh, to sing that song, that young man got up and he went to the front and he gave his heart to Jesus. He answered the call to follow Jesus. 
It was at that moment there was a dream that was birthed, that it began when he made a decision to give his life. Even though he didn't quite understand everything, but he knew that day that he had to give his life to Christ. And from from that point on, God began to open doors and so forth. But because of that decision he made, because he was introduced to Christ, I'm here today. Because I'm that kid that grew up in a city of overcrowdedness and, and all those things, but yet God had a plan for my life. Like God had a plan for all our lives here today. And I answered a call and say yes to Jesus. And at that moment, God put a, a dream in my heart. And uh, I remember to this day that I remember. Uh, so I went from a kid in Sunday school helping out and, and going to uh, doing sidewalk Sunday school and doing all those things to actually being a bus worker. So I went out, hand out flyers, inviting kids to Sunday school. I went to be homie the clown. If y'all remember that dumb days and uh, they had the clown, he was dancing and stuff. And uh, I was doing all those things, having fun. And, uh, and uh, I remember to this day in youth group, I went to my youth pastor. And, uh, and, and for the life of me, I don't know why God would have a bunch of Caucasian men and women come into the, the, the dumps of New York to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why they did it? Because God has a dream. He has a dream that all may hear. He has a dream that, um, that the poor will hear. He has a dream that those that, love, I mean, those that are blinded will see once again. Those that are oppressed will be set free. Hallelujah. And so what a prime location to be in the midst and the dumps of an inner city area of Brooklyn and to come in. They from Oklahoma and different cities, but they came for the purpose to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And because of the answer to call, yes, Jamel Crawford was one of those that got, ah, come on, somebody. Hey, I'll get hype for you if I have to, but... But, but, you know, and, but the fact, I remember going to Greg, um, Pastor Greg, because, man, what are he doing there, Bubba? And, and he in there doing all these youth stuff and loving us and encouraging us. And I, told, I looked at him and I said, you know, I'm going to do what you do. Answer call to follow Jesus. I went to him and said, I'm going to do what you do. There was a dream that was birthing. Because there are kids and families that are hurting, that need to hear the gospel of Jesus. Because at the end of the day, true transformation comes from Christ and Christ only. It was great that I went to Sunday school and got candy and did all the fun games and saw. But it wasn't until I answered the call to follow him where I began to see God work and change my life. And so today in Des Moines, Iowa... I'm doing exactly the day I looked at my youth pastor and said, I'm going to do what you do someday. And now I'm in Des Moines, Iowa. I have the privilege to lead a church, do that very thing, to share hope to those that are broken. And one of the ways that we do that is through the Des Moines Dream Center. And, uh, and before I go into, uh, like, details of that, I would like for you to turn to me, uh, with me to Isaiah chapter 61. And I'll be reading verses 1 through 4. 
you know, though I have a dream and, uh, and that dream is being fulfilled and God is not done and, and though we're experiencing some of those things right now, but I just want to share with you for the next few moments the dream-centered life. And, uh, you know, not only God has given me a dream, but I'm, I'm hey, I want to live a dream-centered life, meaning that, man, I want to live my life in such a way in obedience to him that I can see the dream that he given to me fulfilled. Being obedient to his word and, and becoming who God designed me to be. Understand that we may have dreams and so forth, but I'm talking about a God-filled dream. I'm talking about a God-sized dream because that God-sized, that God-filled dream is going to take each of us be, I'm submitting to him, submitting to his way because it's not my ways, but his ways. Not my thoughts, but his thoughts. That's what his word says. And we began to live that way. Then we begin to experience that God-sized dream. We get to experience that God-filled dream. But here's a dream that God had. And here you can find Isaiah chapter 61. And starting with verse 1. And it says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me. Because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom to the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of the vengeance of our God. And then it goes on to say, um, then to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy, Instead of mourning and a garment of praise, instead of a spirit of despair, they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the, for the display of his splendor. They will rebuild and rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Man, can y'all see, and here at this time in the Bible, Israel was in exile. Uh, you, if you look out through Old Testament from, um, from Egypt, um, even to Babylon, um, where they were in captive because of their disobedience. To be fair, they were being disobedient because of disobedience. There was consequences, but they were in exile. But while they was in exile, they were asking God, man, come rescue us. Help! Ladies and gentlemen, there are people in our cities right here in Des Moines are crying, help. They are in captivity. They are in bondage, if you would. And for some, they're blind because they don't understand that they are lost spiritually. All they see is the physical need and the circumstance they're in, but don't understand where they are spiritually. It's okay to help them physically, but it's, it's, it's their spirit that needs help. So what we do is we provide the opportunity um, from a physical standpoint to help people in a tangible way. That's when you give them those brand new shoes that hopefully open their eyes to something much bigger. And so here they were, they were crying out, but man, God, you know, letting them know that, man, there's a day coming. There's a day coming that you will be released. But man, I mean, God is calling us. That's his dream to see um, that we would spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, I'll put the microphone back. I forgot you. I'm being recorded. Bring the microphone back. <laughs> 
And, but there's a time, and it goes, it goes into Luke chapter 4 with Jesus, and when he went back to his hometown, he is actually quoting this passage of Scripture. He is quoting um, I, the prophet Isaiah. And uh, matter of fact, Jesus came to fulfill the Old Testament. Um, matter of fact, he, opened, he read to them, letting them know it's being fulfilled right at this moment. So he came so that we can go and share good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, for those that are blind be set free. You remember Samson, man, he was blind, but one more time he prayed, God, give me your strength and power one more time. And what did God do? Gave him strength that one more time. And for those that are oppressed to be set free. How many of you here today, man, you know where you once were? You were oppressed. You was bond, you was in bondage. You were, you, man, you were lost, but God set you free. Hallelujah. How many of you can attest to that this morning? Hallelujah. Yes. And you ought to be ashamed. If somebody raised your hand like this, like, some of y'all like, don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. I was once lost, but now I'm found. Hallelujah. So here's the deal. So, um, so Des Moines Dream Center, and, uh, and so God, you had that dream, and so, you know, so, hey, giving that dream for Des Moines, Iowa, and, uh, and that's what we're doing, man. Uh, I, uh, I, uh, for, for the Des Moines Dream Center, it's our heart, it's our vision to mobilize the faith community um, to share hope. So the very thing we're talking about here in Isaiah, and it was also mentioned again in Luke chapter 4, to do that very thing, to share the good news to the poor, uh, to bind up the brokenhearted, to see the oppressed set free. And how we're doing that, we're doing that by um, helping people restore, restoring hope and pursuing dreams. In those two areas. So the first thing I want to talk about today is restoring hope. And uh, you see in verses 1 and 2 of that passage, Isaiah 61, and it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And man, can I pause for a moment to let you know that the Spirit of the Lord is upon you? Let me say it again. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. Man, for such a time as this, even in the recklessness of, of, of living here in our world today, in our cities, and there's those that are lost and hurting, there are those that are blind, don't understand, there are those that are poor, there are those that are homeless, there are those that are, not just poor physically, but poor in spirit. There are those that got a lot of money, but poor in spirit. There are people that have a lot of things, but they're poor in spirit. But I believe in that man, God is one to set free, that God is one to restore their life once again. And God is raising up an army. Matter of fact, when we were singing just a minute ago, hallelujah, that song, and man, I can't, man, I, I, I paused for a second. I stopped singing for a minute because I'm loud anyway. So I stopped singing. It was like an army behind me. It was, it, I mean, the sound, man, I, I, I was silent for a moment to hear all you singing. I can't look behind me and see what's going on. But what I heard was people worshiping. What I heard, there was an army rising up, if you would. Uh, man, but he's rising you, he's raising you up for such a time as this. Because here in Coralville, here in Iowa City, Cedar Rapids, and even in Des Moines, Iowa, God is raising up a church to do the very thing to go out and to spread the gospel to those that are lost. You was refreshing, you was encouraging worship, but man, it was, so, it was for so much more. It's to do more. You know, at Des Moines Dream Center, and, uh, and uh, 
And one of the ways we do that, I know God, the Spirit is on us to go. And, uh, and through the Morning Dream Center, we got several areas that we work through. One of the areas is um, Dream Kids. And uh, through Dream Kids, we have multiple programs that we started. The Dream, started, the Dream Center started this past August, so August 18th. So we're coming to our first year anniversary. Yeah, coming up, and uh, so we're excited. And, uh, but, man, we began with Dream Kids, and we have a tutoring program, mentoring, and an art class. And, uh, and we ha- we seen multiple kids go through those programs. And, uh, and we're not just doing tutoring, man. Hey, we teaching Jesus. Uh, we, got, we, we have believers who are leading these um, mentoring and tutoring, and so kids get to see how they live out their life each and every day. So they get to see believers at work, living out their purpose, if you would. As a matter of fact, in our class, we had 14 of the 18 kids in our class give their life to Jesus this past year. Hallelujah. Um, and so we got dream, and then we have sidewalk Sunday school, or we call it Dream Kids Sidewalk. And uh, so we have two trucks. The trucks come down as a stage, and uh, so we go into all these different complexes, about three, four complexes in Des Moines. We drop the stage, and uh, we do all the. And then when I was when I was a little kid in New York, and I heard all the game songs and the message, all those things. I get to do that every week. Yes. <laughs> hey, the cool thing is, I still get to drive the bus, and. Uh, and on Wednesday nights, and we busted about 120, 30 kids and teenagers. And people say, man, you're the pastor. Why are you driving the bus? <laughs> you want to throw something at them. <laughs> but if they understood, I was, a, I was one of the kids that got picked up on the bus and took to Sunday school. So when I drive the bus, I probably should not. You know, I could be equipping somebody else. But there's a Jamel that gets on that bus every single Wednesday night. So you best believe I'm going to drive the bus, CDL and all, without air brakes. So we get a chance to do that, and uh, you know what? And, and I believe that we've been successful so far because God has anointed. That's another thing he says in, uh, in, in uh, Isaiah 61. He says that because the Lord has anointed me, you have been anointed. You know, what anointed me here is, uh, in this passage of scripture, when, pro- or when, when um, prophets or kings or priests, when they were anointed, they were anointed, they were given authority, if you would. And so I'm letting you know today, Life Church, you've been anointed. You have been given authority in Jesus' name. I'm going to say it again. You have been given authority in Jesus' name to go and share the gospel of Jesus Christ to make an impact wherever you are. He has commissioned you. Now, do y'all believe that this morning? Because some of y'all looking at me like, uh-huh, you know. <laughs> so I'll make sure you're right. You're living. And so, but he has anointed you to do that very thing. You know what? Um, because I feel like God has anointed us for such a time as this, you not only have dream kids, but man, uh, we do community outreach. And through our community outreach, we have a kid's clothing closet, brand new clothes that we give to kids in our community. Um, we have a community meal that we serve every Wednesday night. Uh, we serve probably about this year over 5,000 meals um, this past year. And uh, um, we do adopt the block. We just go to different neighborhoods and drop the stage and bring the grill out, grill some hot dogs and play with the kids. And uh, we mow people lawns and things like that, just being a blessing um, to our community. And I want you to know that New Life Center doesn't do it alone. 
Um, there are other churches in the Des Moines area and around Iowa, for that matter, um, that come and they serve us. Um, and they may do that financially. They may do that through missions teams, so forth. But, uh, but again, it's mobilizing the faith community. Um, all our volunteers from different churches that say, hey, we want to make an impact in our community. So they come and they're part of it. They understand that they've been chosen. They have been commissioned to go and make disciples. They've been commissioned to share the gospel. Hey, we've been commissioned to go. Amen. Y'all can help me out a little bit. It's okay. <laughs> to go. We're commissioned, anointed to do such. You know what? Not only restoring hope, but I would say um, pursuing dreams. We want to help people pursue their dreams. And um, one of the things that we've done to help people pursue their dreams in Des Moines, Iowa, is that uh, we started a Thursday night live service. And, uh, and uh, so what we do the first Thursday every month, we send our vans and buses out to different shelters. And uh, we pick them up. They come into our church. We feed them a meal. And then we do evangelistic service. And uh, um, we worship and a message. And as a matter of fact, our first service, we had seven uh, people give their hearts to Christ. And that was an awesome time. And, um, and, and we're going to keep going. We're going to do, do haircuts. Yeah, thank, yeah, give it up. Yes. We're looking at one of our services doing haircuts and things like that, man. Just serving our community in a tangible way. As a matter of fact, I mentioned the first service, man. We got a, a little bus. Um, the bus um, is a people mover that was donated to us. And uh, so this coming week, we're going to fix it up a little bit. We're going to take all the seats out of it, and we're going to build shelves and racks and uh, change into a mobile clothing closet. And so we'll be taking a bus out to different um, shelters and uh, different homeless camps, and we're just going to sit there and, uh, and serve our people through clothes. And uh, so we're excited about that. Man, just think about those things that we can continue. To, I mean, Pastor, the, the servolution... You're giving hope in a tangible way. Brand new shoes. Wow. I'm like, look, they ain't have like male, you know, size 12, you know. <laughs> but why, but why, why God has this dream? Um, to bring good news to the poor. Why does he have it for to see the the sight, you know, those that are blind, they sight recovered. You know, I love the next part of this uh, passage of scripture here. As people pursue God and pursue their God-given dreams, God will change their sorrows into songs of praise. How many of y'all could attest to that? As a matter of fact, man, I think right now, man, we ought to give God a, a nice praise break right now. Come on, somebody. If you think about where you once were... And where you are now, it was because of Jesus. Man, you are down and out, but he came to your rescue. Hallelujah. No, y'all keep walking and praying. Hey, praise break ain't done. I know there's not drums up here. I know ain't no guitar up here, but man, I don't need anything to give him praise. Hallelujah. Because I know where I once was. And you know, and so you know what? So give every, everyone has the right to hear the gospel. Everyone has the right to see their sorrows turn into joy. They have that right, and they have the opportunity to see that. Hey, it goes on to say that, man, it turns um, turn their, you know, beauty to ashes, man, or, or you know, from, or beauty from ashes, excuse me. So out of their uh, just messed up life, God can turn it to something beautiful. Hey, I, hey, I'm a little excited because my life seems like messed up when I was a kid, but God... 
I was supposed to grow up with nothing and poor but God. I wasn't supposed to finish high school but God. I was not supposed to go to college but God. So, hey, changing people's, they go from ashes to beauty. As you know what, I love when he said they become oaks of righteousness. As a matter of fact, I think there was a picture earlier up there. It was a tree, and if I'm standing up here, the tree was over my head like I had an afro. Um, but there, there is a tree, oak tree up there in the background. And uh, you know what? Matter of fact, you know, Lebanon trees and even palm trees. I love how resilient um, palm trees. Let me tell you why. Have you ever watched the news and, uh, and there's a hurricane going on in Florida? And uh, you can, matter of fact, if the worship team, you can come and begin playing um, as I close here. And you see... You can see the, uh, in the background, you have the reporter, and they, and they, they preach, they, they, they're not preaching, <laughs> they might be, uh, but they're talking about the weather, and then the hurricane, the wind is blowing, they got their rain jackets on, and, uh, and then in the background, you will see the palm tree, and the palm tree is like bending all the way to the ground, you can see in the background, the one thing that's significant about the tree is that it bends, but it doesn't break, it bends, but it doesn't break. And how resilient it is. I mean, of course, obviously, those trees are, they are deeply rooted. They're deeply planted, if you would. And I, I mean, if I can encourage you this morning, I know I spent some time um, just talking about the Des Moines Dream Center and what we're doing, the God-sized dream God has given me to be able to serve our city through the Des Moines Dream Center. But you know what? But I also recognize and understand that God has a plan and a purpose for each of you here today. I also believe that God has given you a God-sized dream that he had put in your Spirit, put in your heart, and I want you to know today that God will want to see that fulfilled in your life. As a matter of fact, you're, you're resilient because there are things that have happened in your life. You have bent and uh, you hurt, but you haven't broken. Amen. And you haven't broken because you're de- you need to be and you should be deeply rooted in Him. So, one to see is seeing a dream filled life, you have to understand you have to be deeply rooted in Him, planted in Him. It's not my ways, but his ways. Not my thoughts, but his thoughts. As a matter of fact, I, I mean, I just sense it by spirit. I just believe there's people in this room today that, man, God has given you a, a God-sized dream, but, man, you know what? It has laid dormant, if you would. What I mean by that is, man, it, you know, it's not there, and, and, and you hurt. Maybe circumstance, a situation happened in your life where, you know, you were excited about the things of God. You were excited about a calling he gave you. You have been excited about what he wants you to do, to do the very thing we talked about in Isaiah 61 by spreading good good news by helping those that are oppressed, those that are in need, but yet things happen in your life, and you know what? It's not, that, it's not even there any longer. For some in this room, you may feel like, man, I, you know, because of my age, there's no way. No, I don't care how young or old you are, hallelujah. The work that he begun in you, he will bring to completion, hallelujah. And you say that, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm too old or, you know, or I, I have a disability, man. That's a lie for saying because you can, I can still use you. If you're still breathing, he can still use you. Who he calls, he qualifies. 
For some here today, maybe maybe there's shame and guilt from um, sin or mistakes you've made in the past. I want you to know that you've been forgiven. Hallelujah. You have been set free. You can live in freedom. Hallelujah. And because you're in freedom, God can continue to use you now to fulfill that God dream he's given you. But you don't have to be bound by that fear and that guilt and that shame. He's still in the restoration business. He wanted to use you. He wanted to use us. Not just the Des Moines Dream Center, Des Moines. Hey, praise God, we'll benefit some form of fashion from your help in serving us. But what are you going to do, though? What about your dreams? What God is doing in you? Whatever head bowed and every head closed in this room, Father, just ask right now that you would just, that your Holy Spirit would just speak to our hearts. I believe, oh God, I believe your Holy Spirit is already working in hearts of those in this room today. Lord, I know there's been those in this room that have big dreams, God-sized dreams. I ask right now, Father, that you would just give them the courage and the boldness with every head bowed, every head closed. I'm not going to make you come up anything like that. With every head bowed, eyes closed. You would raise your hand and say, Pastor, you know that to me. I've had a God-sized dream, but it's been laid dormant or I don't feel it anymore. It's gone. Raise your hand. You raise your hand real high. Thank you. For whatever reason. But I'm going to pray for you today. Keep the hands raised. I'm going to pray for you today. As a matter of fact, if you take a step further, we raise your other hand so it'd be a sign of surrender. Jesus, every man and woman in this room today with their hand raised, once again I ask God that you would renew that dream in their hearts and their spirit. I ask that you remove every doubt, every fear that you remove every thought take away every shame and every guilt I pray that you take away every excuse I pray God that once again they begin to operate they begin to live out who you called them to be what you called them to do I pray right now Lord God that meant they would experience that dream that you put in their hearts once again. I pray God that it will be fulfilled. So as that you anoint them, oh God. Commission them. The Spirit is in them. Strengthen them. Give them boldness. Give them courage to ask in your name. Help them to live it out, oh God. I pray as they, as they are obedient to your word, as they live out your word. I pray, Lord, they will experience those dreams so we can see your dream fulfill God. Those that don't know you will know you. That those that are bounded, for those that are oppressed to be set free. So we thank you for the dream you've given. We lay that at your feet. It's in your name. 